of Daflam Tzayin, we're learning Rufur Shalem at all who need it, there's many names, and also Ilu Nishmas to those who are no longer with us so, alright um, okay, so what did we learn in yesterday's Daf <laughs> I already, already stumped myself it's tough, tough questions this is, uh, by the way in case you're confused Join the club. It's mm-hmm. not. This is not considered easy material. It's confusing, basically. So, we'll do our best. So we started off yesterday at the uh, Tashmat, the ta- towards the top of the page on Daflam and Zayin. Um, we we're trying to prove uh, the alternate readings of the Mishnah. One of them would be basically coming with the conclusion that it's permitted to leave uh, to to do what's called a shihia to leave. Uh, your um, uh, it, uh, it's permitted to leave your your food on the fire from before Shabbos, and the mission is talking uh, even if it's not uh, cleared away of it, the coals or covered over with ashes, and the mission is talking about chazara. That's one alt- one way to read it. The other way to read it is that uh, that uh, no, we're talking about leaving it on the fire, and that's what's being required to clear away the coals. Or cover over in ashes, and uh, we didn't. Uh, we wanted to prove who's right, which way, which way to, which is the correct reading. So we saw a quote from Rav Chelbo in the name of Chamber in the name of Rav, that that's only talking about on top, but inside is forbidden. Now, if the Mishnah is talking about Chazara, so then I understand why there would be a difference. Um, in the allowance of shihia between tocha and algaba, because shihia betocha leaving it from before Shabbos inside the oven is going to be a lot worse than on top, because inside the oven is basically what we would call a hatamana, which is forbidden to do from before Shabbos. So then it really reads very nicely what uh, Rav Ham Barguri is saying in the name of Rav. But uh, in the name of Rav. Anyway, the bottom line is, if you say that it's uh, talking about the prohibition is in Shia, so um, what is the difference? Um, and it all has to be Gorf Katum. Why would there be a difference between Tocha and Gaba? So the Gemara says, who told you that Rav Chelbo is even going on the race of the Mishnah altogether? Maybe he's going on the Sefer. And uh, Basil says that you could do Chazara, and Rabbi Chelbo says, uh, in the name of Racham Bukur, in the name of Rav, that, that, that when you're doing Chazara, you can only do Chazara al-Kaba, not Betocha, that's all. So it's not a riot. We tried another proof from uh, the two, two, two Kiros that are next to each other. Uh, one is Gaur Fakotum, the other one is not. And um, basically we said that you can do Chazara you could do shahiyah on the Eina on the Grufa even though it's right next to the, the oven that is not Grufa And what can you do the shahiyah on? According to Beishamai, nothing. And according to Beishelo, um, you could do shahiyah with Chamin, just not Tavshil. If you take it off, though, then everybody will agree that you can't, even Beishamai and Bissel will all agree that you can't put anything back, and that is Shitas Rameir. Then we saw review the holds. That no, it's more lenient. Beishami says um, that uh, uh, that you can only put back, you can only uh, leave chamin on, but not uh, tafshil. 
even if it's Gorf Kotum, and Bishilo says that it's Chaman and Tavshil. And uh, Bishami says you could take it off the fire, but just you can't ever put back. And Bishilo says you could even put back. So if we're talking about Shehia, then we have an easy author of our Mishnah. It's basically fitting in exactly with Rabbi Yudha. If our Mishnah is talking about Chazara and it's allowing Shehia, even if you didn't, uh, if you, even if the oven is not Garifakatum, so who is our mission going like? It doesn't fit with Reb Meir for sure, and it, it definitely doesn't fit with it doesn't fit with Reb Yud either. So um, the Gemara says uh, that's not the difficult you can get out of this question. Um, basically, maybe our Mishnah uh, holds like Reb Yudah in one area, but he argues in one in another thing, meaning he agrees with Reb Yudah as far as that we he equates Chaman and Tavshil. We don't make a distinction between whether it's like water or something that's already, that, 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 uh, or cooked, uh, cooked food, which we'll soon see in today's stuff, what, what is the real fundamental difference between those two things. And uh, also, note Maxirin, he says that uh, Basil allows for both, but the only difference between our Tana and Rabbi Yuta is whether uh, you can do Shia with, uh, with uh, even though it's Garf Katum, even though it's not Garf Katum, and uh, Rabbi Yudha says, no, in order to do Shia, it has to be Garf Fikatum, meaning either or, either you clear the coals or you cover the coals. So in the end, we did not have a conclusive proof as far as that question goes. We raised, though, another question. What about doing what's called smicha, putting it next to the fire, uh, next to the stove, not on top of the stove, next to the stove. So we thought we had a nice raya um, that, that is allowed, from the case of the two kiros that are next to each other. One was Garf Katum, one wasn't, and we didn't have any problem putting it on the Garf Katum one, leaving it on, even though it was right next to the one that was uh, not Garf Katum. So the Gemara says, maybe that's not a good, good proof. Maybe that's better, more lenient, because it's elevated, and it's not right next to the hot wall of the oven. So, because you know, there's, there's cooler air around it, so there's less of a concern. So we tried um, another proof from Rav Safra in the name of Chia, um, talking about where they covered the ash, covered the coals with ashes, but the fire broke through the, the the ashes. So we talked about doing smicha and leaving it on the fire. You can take it off, put it back. So that doesn't that indicate that uh, even to do smicha, it needs to be covered. The fire needs to be covered. You can't put do, put it next to the oven, even though the fire is is uh, if the fire is not covered. So the Gemara says, um, "How do you know? Maybe it could be the other way around. Maybe it's um, when it when you taking off the fire, does it have to be covered? No, um, not necessarily. So does the, so you could say that. So so why does it say Nothlin? Maybe it only said Nothlin because for Machsirin, that's why it needs to be uh, Kitma." Not for the Nothlin. So maybe it didn't need the, uh, for the Smicha, doesn't need the Kitma, but uh, only for the uh, Mikhaimim needs the Kitma. So again, you could read it both ways. Bottom line is, it wasn't really so, so, I mean, there's a big difference. By Nothlin and Machsirin, you sort of have to take it off the fire to put it back on the fire. So you need to talk about uh, both parts. But there's no reason to mention Somchin and Mikhaimim. So we, it seemingly doesn't fit so well 
um, to say that it's not a proof, but the bottom line is the we wanted to ask my Havala, what is the end as far as doing smicha, putting it next to? So we brought a raya that when you heat up a kira, even with a thing that's cold producing, you can do soimchen, you just do, can't do mekaimen. Uh, you can't leave it on the fire unless it's garifakato. Coals that cool down, or if you put uh, something on top of the coals, a thin layer of uh, flax, that's called ketuma, and that works. Rav Yitzchak Parnachmeni said the name Rav Oshia. If you uh, covered it and the fire went through, you can still do shi'iyah. Chamen, that's uh, hot water that was heated all fully, meaning if you got it to the right temperature is what you want, or the cooked food that's fully cooked, all of those things are um, are allowed to stay on the oven. So what we, the Gemara, okay, so that, anyway, the bottom line is we do have a clearly at least a proof that putting it next to the oven is okay. At least it seems to be saying that pretty much explicitly here, even if it's not Garifakatum. But we saw an interesting new point, which is Mitzdamak Fiafalo is motor. Because the idea is typically a tafshil is something that does improve with leaving it on the fire for longer. And maybe that's what we're talking about over here. And uh, it food, even though it's fully cooked, it's still improving. And it's uh, permissible to leave it on the fire. Um, and there's no concern that it's gonna that you you'll come to stoke the coals. Even though it's improving, the more it cooks, because uh, it's shrinking. So the Gemara says well, that you don't see that that's allowed. Maybe the only reason why it's allowed is because it was covered over with ash. Even though the fire broke through. So the Gemara says, if that was the case, isn't it obvious? So the Gemara says, no. Once the fire breaks through, it's not clear that we still consider the kitma as a factor. You might think that it maybe goes back to what it was before, and now it's as if it's not covered. Kamashman, that it's still considered covered. Okay, not a proof. Then we brought a raya from Rabbi Barchan and then Rabbi Yochanan, talking about, also you covered it over, but the fire broke through the, the ashes. And uh, it said you could be mashed chamin that was fully heated or tafshil that was fully cooked. Even if it's coals, uh, you could do so. And now, again, it's saying again, mitzamek v'yafalo is mutter. Is there a question? Okay. All right, one second. Let me see if I could uh, put on the uh, mute. You can't hear me? Okay, maybe it's a bad connection. All right. All right. Okay. Um, anyway, so then the Gemara is... Okay, so we're up to, again, another example of Mitzdamek V'yafel mutter seemingly... So the Gemara says, maybe it's also only because it was covered over with ashes. So if that was the case, then what's his Chiddush? Chiddush is because the fire went through, but that's also what we saw already. That was the previous Memra. So the Gemara says, yeah, but maybe he's teaching us that, that even these coals that are very strong coals, that it's still, um, uh, that, that, that the fire is lasts a very long time in the, those coals. So you might think, and it's hotter than a typical coal, maybe it would be more problematic. That's the Chiddush. Bottom line is, we did not have a clear-cut proof as far as mitzamek v'yafalo, whether that is permissible or not.
Then we saw Rav Sheshes in the name of Rav Yochanan that if it was heated with Kefes Ve'etzim Akira, then you can do Shehiyah. It does not need to be Garfakatum. Chaman uh, that's not fully cooked or Tavshel that's not fully cooked. The only thing is, is that if you take it off the fire, then you can't do Chazara unless it's Garfakatum. So that's because he's going with the more lenient version of the Mishnah that the Mishnah is only prohibiting Chazara and not talking about Shia altogether. Shia you would be allowed to do even if it's not Garvakatum. That is Rav Sheshes in the name of Rav Yochanan. Rava says, I can show you that that's the halacha from two other Mishnahic sources. Number one, um, uh, it says that you're not allowed to put bread inside the oven uh, before Shabbos or a coal or a, a, like a dough a doughy cookie on the coals before Shabbos unless it's unless you hit the stage where it's karam where it's starting to harden before Shabbos if it has hardened before Shabbos meaning even though it's not fully baked you are allowed to do so um, so that's a pretty clear cut raya that uh, even though it's not even fully cooked you can, we're not worried that you're going to mess with it as long as you hit a level that is minimal, you know, like partially cooked. Um, and it, it's not, obviously, this uh, fire is not covered at all. Then we talked about Chazara, and he says there's a Mishnah also for Chazara, because it says, Basilel says that you can do a Chazara, and even Basilel only Matir Chazara if it's Gorofakotum, but not if it's not Gorofakotum. And Rav Sheshes, you're right. He wasn't telling us anything new. He was telling us what the outcome of the Mish- those Mishnahis are. Okay. Next, we saw Rav Shmuel Bar in the name of Yochanan, that if the kira, if the kira, this type of oven was heated with keves ve'etzim, you can do shiia if it's cooked all the way, and uh, uh, hot water that was heated all the way, even though it's improving. So he's going with the that improving is permissible. Um, now, I, I, even though if it's shrinking improving. So one of the rabbis said to Rav Shmuel Bar Yehuda, but Rav and Shmuel do not allow that. They say Mitzvah V'yafalo is not allowed. So he says, I know that. I know that Rav Yosef says the name of Rav Yehuda, the name of Shmuel, that Mitzvah V'yafalo is Hasar. But I'm going like Rav Yochanan. And uh, Rav Ukva Mimishan ruled that depends on where you're from. According to Rav Ashi, you, who are closer to where Rav and Shmuel's uh, cunt, uh, area was you should follow Rav and Shmuel, but we can follow Rabbi Yochanan because um, we live closer to where Rabbi Yochanan was the rabbi. Abai said to Rav Yosef, "Can I do Shehia?" So, so he says, "Well, he was wanting a bottom line. Can we do Shehia?" So he said, "I have a good raya, Rabbi Yuda. He always did Shehia." So he says, Don, I'm not accepting that uh, Rav Yudah was mekel as a, as a proof that it's allowed. Because maybe Rav Yudah only allowed it because he's a sickly person. If he doesn't eat fresh food, it's dangerous for him. He would be allowed to do so even on Shabbos. It's not a good proof. So the Gemara says, um, I want to know about you and me. So he says, look, in Surah, they do Shehiyah. Uh, he does Shehiyah and eats it. So, okay, that was one answer. Rabbi Ashi said, I was standing in front of Rav Huna, and he, and they did a Shia on Kisa Arsana, and he ate it, and I'm not sure why. 
Either he ate it because he felt it was mitzamek viralo, because uh, it has flour and it makes it worse if you leave it on the fire, or um, um, and or or he holds mitzamek viralo is still permissible. So that was the two sides in trying to understand why Rav Huna allowed it. Rav Nachman came out mitzamek viralo is forbidden. Only mitzamek viralo is permissible. And that and the rule is is that if it is if there's flour in it, then it's considered mitzamek farello. There is only one exception, and that is the turnip dish, which even though it has flour, it's still mitzamek farello, provided that it has meat in it, because that always makes it improve, even though it's shrinking. And that's also, uh, but if there's no, um, and, and even if there's meat, that's only if you don't have guests. But of course, if you have guests. Then everything is mitzamek viralo, and that's because you need a larger amount that everybody should get a portion. If it's shrinking, it's always bad news. So if you're hosting, then it's worse. And uh, we talked about different foods. This is a, a food made out of dates, uh, figs, um, cereal, uh, and or dates. That's all mitzamek viralo, and they're actually getting worse when you leave it. And that is where we left off. We're going to take it from here, the bone mine, at the bottom of the page for today's daf. One second.